Warning. The following show features spoilers and opinions performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Accordingly, Dead and Married and the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any opinion or fuckery performed on this show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dead and Married. I'm Travis. Hi, I'm Ashley. This week, we've got Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah, we're we're back in correct order this time. Yeah, in honor of the, I guess, Friday the 13th theme of always having an outhouse scene, <laughs> recording this in the bathroom. <laughs> no, not really. It's awful smelly in here. <laughs> oh, I've got a big list of dislikes for this movie. As do I. <laughs> it's 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 funny. This I have a complicated relationship with this entry, I guess. It's a it's a love hate for me. Love to hate it, hate to love it sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, we'll definitely go through, but I don't know. I, I keep finding like the more I watch it, the more muddled my opinion gets with it. Not sure why. I don't either. Mine is not muddled. I well, here's the thing. If anybody asks me what my least favorite entry in the series is, there was a long time. This was always my answer, like every single time without fail. But the more I think about it, the more I watch it, the more I realize that I have more fun with this one than I realize that I do. It's purely from a riff standpoint, though, I think. But there's still fun to be had in that. Yeah, I think for me, my least favorite Friday will always be the first one, just because I don't really enjoy that movie at all i mean there's nothing wrong with it necessarily i just it's not my favorite one um this one's not far off the bottom though yeah yeah i just don't there's never really any likable characters in this movie uh, and i know we may get into that later but yeah. you know i've said before that there, there's really two things that that a filmmaker has to give me for me to like a movie i have to be entertained or engaged um and you got to give me characters i care about right and they didn't really succeed on either point in this movie <laughs> Uh, I will say that there's entries in this franchise with more unlikable characters than this one for me, though. Yeah, but even if I dislike a character, like if I just don't like them and I'm waiting for them to die, <laughs> like there's at least some anticipation of when are they going to get it. And this one, you just, uh, I don't know, just, it, it could go, I could go either way. Like if they make it, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine, too. I don't really care yeah. what happens to any of them. Especially Shelly. Well, here's the thing. I know people personally who hate this movie as much as I do. But I also know people that love this movie. And so I'm going, really? What like what makes you love this film in particular? And so kind of going back, like I said, and rewatching it, I'm going through and going, okay, I, I can see. I can see. And then I started to find positives, which I didn't think I was going to do. So at this point, I'd say that my least favorite ones are probably going to be Jason X and the remake. Those are bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would put, I would still put like the remake above the first one, but it's just because of Jason. I just, it's not Friday the 13th to me without Jason. And the first one does not have Jason. First one's got Betsy Palmer and she's just not scary. Says you. She's just not scary. Says you. Um, But I think in the remake that Jason was probably the only thing they got right in that movie. The only thing I will. Yeah. So anyway. So Friday the 13th part three was released in. I didn't write that down. Look at you over there acting like you didn't do your research. I did not write that part down. I literally wrote everything else down but that. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably 1982. Oh, my God. Just because they've been a year released every year. I can't believe you didn't write that down. Continue, and I will look it up. (laughs) 
this is the second film in the franchise to be directed by Steve Miner and was written by Carol Watson. It has an IMDb score of 5.6 out of 10 with a meta score of 30. Rotten Tomatoes score of 77%, which I found shocking, um, but an audience score of only 42%. Okay, what, what movie are we talking about here? Really? Friday the 13th Part 3, right? Yes, okay. you're giving me a hard time. Well, 1982. So I was right. You were right. This has got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 7%. Where the fuck did I find 77? Yeah, I don't know. It shows IMDb is 5.6 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes is 7%, and Metacritic is 30. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I got. Yeah. Go ahead. 7, not 77. Well, I don't know. Maybe I looked at it wrong. <laughs> yeah, so universally, it seems that 93% of Rotten Tomatoes don't like this movie. Well, I don't typically go by Rotten Tomatoes scores just because some of the movies they score the highest are not good and some of the ones that a lot of people love are scored really low have you ever noticed that a lot of the times the movies that score really high are also really boring yes i don't understand i mean not all of them like like you have stuff like avengers films that are scored really high and with good reason but there's some of them that it's like yeah i'm not saying all of them are i'm just saying that there's a lot of really boring movies with really high scores and that doesn't make sense to me so originally this was supposed to be the last film in the franchise Obviously, that did not happen, and so there's. I feel like there's a lot of callbacks to that original film just to kind of make things full circle. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It's what it feels like to me. A lot of these locations were built specifically for the movie, which I thought was really cool. This was first time they started shooting in California as opposed to New Jersey and Connecticut over in the East Coast. Well, now that's the reason they had to recast Jason, right? Yes, because Steve Dash wanted to return as Jason, but basically they told him, well, you can, but you're going to have to pay for it yourself, which I think is bullshit. I mean, I get that these were small budget, but, you know, that just seems wrong to, you have to pay in order to work. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, basically he had to find a way to get himself to California. Yeah, that they I just think it's ridiculous. But this one is also <laughs> special because I'm going to use the word. It introduces the iconic hockey mask. Oh my gosh. I you have I'm you sorry. That? I'm sorry, but that is an appropriate word for the mask because it is so ingrained in our pop culture that even people who've never seen the Friday the 13th movie know to associate a hockey mask with a slasher. Um okay. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but now the hockey mask it was sort of an accident, right? They were doing makeup and they just couldn't figure it out. So who was it? The director? Somebody had a hockey mask there. So they grabbed it and stuck it on him. And he was like, hey, wait, that's it. That I like that. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, but if you, if you listen to interviews and stuff, everybody wants to take credit for whose actual idea it was. And I don't think they've ever found out concretely who actually came up with the idea. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to name a person. Someone grabbed a hockey mask and put it on them. And <laughs> they was like, hey, I like this idea. Let's do it. So, Travis, what do you think about this one? Like overall, or do I need to start on my list here? (laughs) Overall. I don't know. That's tough. I want to say I just don't like this movie. Like, that's what I want to say. It does have... It's not... It's just sort of bleh, Mm -hmm. I guess, for me. There's nothing really funny about it. The kills are not great. They're sort of bland. I think you're forgetting about the most important kill of this movie. Mike okay. and Jay would be so disappointed in you. Okay, so one kill, <laughs> but it's not even... Let's be honest. The effects on that one even are not that great. It's a pretty... Really? I think that they're great. 
It's a guy doing a handstand that gets chopped in the taint. Yeah, and then you can see him split from the ass crack out. So, I mean, the, yeah, I thought but the you, effects I, were I'm, pretty good. I guess what I'm thinking of it more is the like gore effects. You really don't get much of that in this movie to me. Mm-hmm. At least not quality gore effects. I mean, you can't. You don't even really see any blood when he gets chopped. You see it after the fact when he's been folded up and stuffed in the rafters. Just not... There wasn't anything really impressive in this movie for me. It's not particularly funny. The characters are not particularly likable. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I don't oh, It's not my favorite. I don't care for it. However, if you say, would you rather watch this one or the first one? I'll pick this one. Would you rather watch this one or the remake? I'll watch this one. So still, it's really close to the bottom. It's just, uh, I have no emotional attachment to this movie at all. It didn't make an impact on me, really. How about you? So basically just what I said before, this movie doesn't reinvent the wheel by any means. Wheel, wheel, not will, wheel. (laughs) My text is coming out again. (laughs) I I guess we'll get into it when we're talking about our likes and dislikes. But I think for me, it's the same thing. It's, It's meh. I don't completely hate it anymore like like I thought I did. I'm going to apologize to <laughs> Kent and uh, Megan's probably going, yay, I won her over. So yeah, I've, I think I've been swayed just a little bit. I don't know. Like we, I was talking to our good my best friend Mary, who's been on the show before about it last night, and saying that it's been such a strange turn of events. How you can love a movie and love a movie and love a movie, but when you have to dissect them the way that we do, how your opinion can almost entirely change. There's movies that I really loved before that I don't love as much now. There's movies I didn't love before but have a new appreciation for now. So it's just kind of funny how that's working. So I guess. So let's get into it. We've already given our spoilers and So are we ready to jump into dislikes? <laughs> no. Well why don't why don't we why don't we start with the premise? Okay. So looks like they're just going away to as opposed to camp this time, they're staying out in Cabin in the Woods, because that hasn't been done before. At, at Higgins Haven. Higgins Haven. And Chris our main character, played by Dana Kimmel, she is going back after, I think what they said is two years, and she's basically almost to the point of annoying, jumpy from the time she arrives. And you get that story, quote, unfold at some point, but they just get picked off one by one. <laughs> yeah. So you've got Chris the lead, right? You've got Vera, who is supposed to be the date for Shelley. Right, just sort of cast of characters here. You've got I want to say Cheech and Chong, but that's not what it, it's <laughs> Chili and Chong. Well, I don't even know the guy's name. Chuck. What's the guy's it's name? Chuck. Chili and Chuck. Okay, These are they both totally played by Rachel Howard and David Cadams, respectively. And they that's that's funny that it's Chili and Chuck because. Right? Because Chuck goes in chili? No, no. It's just... <laughs> Grunch. That, all it is, is, that's just a play on Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Because that's basically all they do through the whole movie is right. smoke weed. And then there's the other two. And I honestly... You, I don't um, remember I'll, their names. I'll go through the list. We haven't we haven't gone through there. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, we have Dana Kimmel, who plays Chris. Tracy Savage, who plays Debbie. Jeffrey Rogers, that plays Andy. Rachel Howard, that plays Chili. Paul Kreitka, that plays Rick. Catherine Parks that plays Vera, Larry Zerner that plays Shelley, David Cadams plays Chuck, and the late Richard Brooker as our Jason this time. And I think I think Brooker did a pretty good job. I do too. I, I, I have heard some complaints. I don't have a problem with him. I like his laissez-faire, cavalier attitude in this film. He's got a, there's a couple of moments in here where he very much has a fuck it, mic drop type <laughs> yeah. of acting style. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's it's funny. It is. And uh, the the makeup this time around is completely different than what we got in part two. In part two, Jason like had most of his hair and wore like overalls. Like basically you find the old men around here in Texas. <laughs> the old man Texas starter, yeah, pa- starter pack. <laughs> overalls with a flannel shirt under it. Yeah. <laughs> but this time he's kind of backed with that kind of classic mongoloidish look yeah, that just, Tom Savini gave him. Just jeans and a work shirt. Yeah. And, and this is Traps Jason. Yes. This guy did not miss, like, shoulder day. Trap day. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's got several days devoted to Trap Day. They're almost comically big, but because the rest, because from what I've heard, Richard Brooker's not a big guy. So it looks really comically disproportionate to his lower half. <laughs> I will say that. He's a bit top heavy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I really enjoyed some of the things that he brought to Jason. Like, for instance, um, when he unmasks. For a minute, and then when Chris has her quote hallucination, nightmare, whatever, at the end of the movie, this is the only Jason that I've seen that just like kind of smiles at okay. people and antagonizes them. Every time he does that, all I can think about is the Goonies. <laughs> sort of a hey, you guys. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I enjoyed his his turn at Jason very much. Um, is he one of my favorites? No, but I, I do get a kick out of his portrayal. So you said you had two pages worth of dislikes. Well, two two pages in the notes app on my iPhone. <laughs> With that being said, then what did you hate about this film? All right, so I'm gonna try to hit these pretty quick. Are you ready? I guess. Well, it's a long list, so I'm going to have to go fast. Well, we can... I won't go that fast. Yeah. Okay, so the first one, I don't like recap openings. I don't. They spent six fucking minutes <sighs> I, going I, through this. That is literally the first thing I have on my notes is previously on Friday and, the 13th. And let's be honest, when once you're introduced to the shop owner and his wife, or maybe she's the shop owner and he's just the husband, whatever, and she sees it on the news and it shows Jenny getting wheeled off and whatever on the ambulance, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been enough. Yeah, that's true. That's that's fair. Just yeah. that little news shot would have been enough. You don't have to replay the last six minutes of the movie that came before for me to, to get it. I, just fucking stop. If you're making a movie, don't recap the movie that came before for the first five, ten. I don't know what Silent Night, Deadly Night does it for the first, what, 45 minutes? <laughs> like, just fucking stop it. Don't do it. Um, I don't like that. The I don't, I don't mind a good retrospective. Like... Like a greatest hits type of scenario. They do that in part four at the beginning of that one where they kind of show what he's done up to this point, but they don't concentrate on the movie that came right before and spend, you know, like you said, six minutes on it. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I did not like the opening music. <gasps> I don't. Disco's dead. For shame. It's dead. For shame. Let it be. Why Why they would change it? And then you pair that up with 3D credits. What the fuck? What were they doing? Why do we need 3D credits? I don't For like it. fun? It's not fun. It's just dumb. It's not scary. So. <laughs> he comes out swinging today, I do. guys. <laughs> I do. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's supposed to be a horror movie, right? And in other Friday the 13th entries, you get credits that are maybe a bit more ominous for the most part. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's like, it's fun. We're going to listen to ABBA and disco roller dance so or whatever. I just, like, I just, just fucking wanna, don't. I just want to point out to you what you have said in the past about you not needing everything to be serious and scary all the time. That sometimes your favorite horror movies are the ones that are silly. Okay, I'm talking about Psycho Goreman. <laughs> not this. I'm just saying. I know. Saying. I know. Oh, it's dumb. 
in the beginning, right, when the, the, the husband is walking through there and he, like, knocks the pole down and she starts screaming at him about, you're washing your clothes and you're getting them all dirty. That shit didn't even touch the ground. Like, it didn't. Like, the line barely sagged a little bit. So, I did not care for her. She was just, she was a bitch. What is her problem? Like, I don't know. Of course, the dude did fucking eat everything, well, I hate which that. was disgusting. He's, like, just opening shit and eating and then putting it back on the shelf. What a nasty but fucker. But I hate that trope of the naggy wife, too. Like, oh, just because you're married, your wife must be a naggy bitch. Right. I don't like the double recap. We're going to spend the first six minutes of the film showing you the last film. Then we're going to recap it again on the news. And when did he become a rape murder, Jason? Wasn't it, like, sexual mutilation or something in the newscast? Sexual? Like, I don't remember that in the film prior to this. No sexual mutilation in that movie. Am I wrong? No, you're Did not. Did he get all rapey and I just missed it? <laughs> not that I know of. I just, it just didn't make any sense to me. Didn't. I did have a funny thought, though. Okay. All right. So the point in the store when the husband's eating the donut, right? Mm-hmm. And you get the music in a POV shot closing in on him. It should have totally been the Jaws theme. You know when his wife's coming up on him and she catches him eating the donut and it just shows him and it's like zooming in? It should have been. Bottom. Okay, if you say <laughs> so. <laughs> it would have been funny. At least there would have been something funny in this movie. I don't know. I don't like the 3D in this movie. I don't like it because they overused it and they used it on fucking stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Why? Except for Snake on String. You scared of snakes? <laughs> you scared of rubber snakes on strings? I'm convinced that in part five they were making fun of this movie. Because every fucking 3D jump scare or whatever, it was something on a string. You afraid of eyeballs? You afraid of eyeballs, eyeballs on string? Eyeballs on string? <laughs> I'm just, ugh. Anyway, give me some of yours because I've got, I can continue. <laughs> like, I've got more lists, so you should go next for a little while. <laughs> so, much like you said, I there's a lot of yours that you've already listed that are the same as what I've got. Um, so I will try to do something different. I also do not like these characters either. However, I will make an argument for the character of Vera. And now I will make an argument for Shelly just a little though. So Vera, she actually legitimately tried to be friends with Shelly when everybody else was kind of just treating him shitty. Like basically didn't want him around. She was the only one who was kind of invested in trying to get to know him, asking him questions. And it did seem like I mean, I don't want to say it seemed flirtatious in the beginning, but but kind of, you know, like maybe she was giving him a hard time or, you know, like she's asking him about what's what's in his box, you know, that little thing. She's just kind of picking on him a little bit. And even though she didn't want a romantic relationship with him, she was definitely treating him better than anybody else was. And so it pissed me off when... She basically, in a nicer way, kind of shut him down. But as soon as she turns her back to walk out, he calls her a bitch. And I'm like, she's a bitch because she won't fuck you? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, she's literally the only person who's been friendly to you. Because even his own roommate was a jerk to him. See, I I think Vera should have been the final girl in this film. I know she didn't have the backstory that we get from Chris about her little... uh, Are we supposed... Is it supposed to be implied that Jason raped her too? Like, is that what he's doing? Just running around there raping everybody? Vera? Not Vera. Chris. Oh, I thought... We were talking about Vera, so I thought you were asking. (laughs) But what I'm saying is she would have... I think Vera would have made a better final girl than Chris, even though Chris had the backstory. She was the strongest female character in this film. Mm, I don't think she was you don't think vera was no who do you think was then i don't think we had one 
Well, I mean, at least Vera had her own opinions. She stood up for herself. She stood up to Fox in the gas station later. Uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, she had her own. She didn't like run around screaming for help all the time. Oh. She didn't jump at every wooden broom handle that swung towards the screen in 3D. <laughs> or every log floating next to her in the water or duck. Oh, yeah. She's not scared <laughs> of ducks. Scared of ducks on string. Anyway. And then, and then for Shelley, he he's probably always been one of my most unlikable characters in the Friday the Thirteenth series. However, just kind of going off of my own personality, personality of my sixteen-year-old son, you get people like that that necessarily don't fit in with the cool kids, and everybody's pretty and everybody be fucking and you're just kind of the one sitting there on your own like I'm the weird kid that likes horror movies and you know you don't always make friends that way so the more I've thought about it the more I sympathize with Shelly a little bit because for instance he has that gag where he's got a head wound he falls out of the closet and everybody's like either or either punch him or calling him names or whatever and I looked right over at you and I said I would probably be the one that was like, "How did you do that?" I so I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit turned. Yeah, but I think some of that was, I guess they all knew that Chris had some kind of traumatic incident happen. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Nobody knew that. Only, um, only Debbie knew. Nobody else knew. Okay, but I don't know. In that one, I'll, I'll give Shelly that one. He, he had no way to know that she was gonna freak out and react that way i mean it was a practical joke but i think that's part of the things that irritates me about those type of characters it's that they seem to be completely oblivious to the fact that no one else likes your practical jokes like so if no one else is getting a kick out of this maybe you should just fuck off and stop read the room just just stop doing it if clearly you're pissing off everyone just stop and he just lacks that self-control i don't know that he lacks it so much as he just doesn't know what else to do i mean because i don't sorry (laughs) i don't think you've ever been that guy i've Uh, never been that guy well that's what i'm saying i don't think you've ever been discluded i don't think you've ever been considered the ugly one that type of so i don't know that you can really have that level of sympathy whereas and i've shared this with some of some of my friends and listeners of the show i i was not always considered to be a hot girl and so I, I kind of get that. Of course, you're going to have the girls that are, Ooh, and they're, you know, they're the ones who are, again, who be fucking. And I was the one sitting over here, like, I'm just going to sit with my book or <laughs> listen to music or whatever. And I, I just, I would have been the same one that was like, I'm not going to go skinny dipping. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that a lot of the, the, in the film, of course, you don't, we don't know what happens prior to this, how he's treated away from this hour and a half that we spend with him, right? Mm-hmm. They might be shitty to him all the time when he's just sitting on the couch doing nothing. I don't know. But in this film, the thing that annoys me about him is that he keeps doing the shit like the head wound and the spear gun and or the underwater foot grab thing that he does. And if he's not even aware enough to look around and go, okay, the thing that I'm doing is pissing everyone else off. And that's making things worse for me. So maybe I should just stop doing it. Instead, he wants to cry about nobody likes me. Well, you're kind of being annoying dick. So once you just stop doing that and everybody probably stop being mean to you. I bet you're real fun at parties. I don't go to parties. <laughs> You know this. I'm just saying as somebody that has a child that he tends to like to, to joke around with us and pull pranks and stuff. I, I have softened my opinion quite a bit. Yeah. However, my opinion has not softened for Chris 
in the slightest. No, she's at all. she's a terrible final girl. To me, she's one of the worst final girls ever. All of the things I listed in the last review about Jenny, everything that was great about her, Chris is the polar opposite. I was talking about how she should be kind of tough. She should be kind of spunky. She should be capable, resourceful, and yet vulnerable on the other side. And all Chris does is act like she got a hold of the worst weed she's ever found in her life because she's literally scared of her own shadow. Um, She's having a bad trip. And (laughs) when shit hits the fan, all she's doing is fucking crying for Rick. And fuck that guy. That guy's an asshole. Oh, actually, no. She's not going to fuck that guy. She makes it very clear. (laughs) He's very put out by the fact that she's not going to put out. Yeah, exactly. There's only so many cold showers he can take. (laughs) He could have spent the weekend with Mary Jo Conrad. (laughs) Yeah, well, he probably should have. He might have lived longer. Retained both of his eyeballs anyway. But On a string? (laughs) You are one scared cat. But um, no, I just... She was just so fucking whiny to me. And and I'm not going into a Friday the 13th movie expecting the best acting I've ever seen in my whole life. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But her acting and Rick's acting was some of the most atrocious line delivery I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it makes you wonder, like, was this the first movie that either of them had ever been in? I don't know, but... Or was this the first movie that any person in this movie had been in? <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. I know that uh, Larry Zerner got pulled off the street. Like, they just saw him handing out movie posters and were like, hey, do you want to be in our movie? Wow. Yeah, which is pretty okay, cool. Okay, that's neat. I wonder what kind of acting Chili had done prior to this. See, even hers level, I don't find Just bad. the level of emotion that she <laughs> brings to the table when she's being chased by Jason. I will give you the that. The sense of urgency, just the franticness overall <laughs> of her slowly walking around the cabin going, Oh no! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> she can't even be bothered to you jog. You know what? She owns one of my favorite scenes in this movie, though, so I'm going to give her a pass. I know you will, but <laughs> like that was the worst. God, that was the worst reaction to a, a serial killer I've ever seen in my life. She's like serious. She's not even walking fast. I don't. It was so bad. <laughs> but I have some important topics that we need to discuss here. Okay, really, three things that we got to talk about. Number one: Are outhouse sound effects necessary in a film? No. Do you need a fire extinguisher sitting over your toilet? (laughs) Only if you have explosive diarrhea. (laughs) And is it possible that actors in movies don't have to wipe their ass after they go to the bathroom? Oh, gosh. I'll never understand that one. Because that's a recurring theme in Friday the 13th. Maybe not the fire extinguisher. Outhouses and lack of hygiene. What the fuck? My questions are more serious. That was a serious question. (laughs) I didn't. Yeah, you're right. I, I could not understand what the obsession was with men taking shits in this movie. I don't get it. There's somebody <laughs> in an outhouse in every fucking movie. And I was like, why does he have a bottle of whiskey next to the toilet, too? I, facts. Is it just for, like, a particularly difficult shit? I, I don't, don't know. Why did we need sound effects? <laughs> and then he didn't wipe his ass. It's just so gross. But then he gets up and the toilet's empty. Like, there's not even water in it. I don't. I don't understand what the purpose of that scene was. I have no idea. At least he wasn't idea. singing to his girlfriend. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and technically, once again, like I said last week, she was singing to him. He was just singing along. All right. So we got a sing-along song. <laughs> That's just not, I don't know. That really bugged me. Well, the things that bugged me, questions I have, even though I still haven't gotten through my list of dislikes, so 
There you go. Well, we're going to have to mix and match because we've both got a bunch. <laughs> was Debbie's character saying she was pregnant at the beginning of the film? She didn't want to smoke weed because she was pregnant, but it's not something that ever comes up again, like ever. And she's openly drinking throughout the movie. Now, I don't know when this falls with attorney general stuff and warnings and all that. So maybe this was before. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm pretty sure. In 1982, they thought it was okay to smoke crack while you were pregnant. Like there was a lot of stuff that they were like, "Yeah, a pregnant woman can do that." I think they, they thought we could do a lot. They now did we not, can't do anything. Apparently. Yeah, now you can't even eat Krispy Kremes. But you can't jump on trampoline. No. <laughs> Nothing. No, can't fly on an airplane. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I yeah. just thought that was strange. The 80s were crazy because they 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 were like, oh, yeah, that's safe. It's yeah. safe. It's fine. It's probably okay. And then you already brought it up, but when did Jason become sexually interested in anyone at all? Like, maybe it's just me, but most killers, maybe with the exception of Freddy, most killers seem like they're asexual almost. Like, they don't have interest one way or the other. They're just fucking there to kill you right so i just thought it was strange that and and it hasn't been brought up again since that it wasn't brought up before it wasn't brought up again so why did they choose this entry to decide all of a sudden jason likes to fuck yeah i don't know usually it's like they just run around with murder boners not (laughs) just like regular boner boners right it's like the, the actual kill that does it for them not sex yeah. So Thought yeah, you were it's saving not even... the murder boner joke for me. <laughs> well, I <laughs> so, think you get them sometimes too. So so brief sidebar, right quick. We're actually leaving here in a couple of hours to uh, go watch Crimes of the Future. And Travis said, be sure to bring a blanket with you. And I'm thinking, oh, right, because we had gone to see Doctor Strange uh, last week and I was I froze to death in there. So I was thinking, oh, right, I need a blanket. And he's like, oh, no, it's to hide your murder boner. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, are they that obvious? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but no, I just, it's a, it's a strange thing. And then my other burning question was, what kind of person just tells you, before even knowing anything, just assumes that you're going to pay with food stamps? Okay, I have that on mine too. Like, we don't take no food stamps. Are like, they just assuming because she's Latina that she must be on food stamps because I'm going to use my work? I find that highly egregious. I would think you would just find it offensive. It is offensive. Why? Well, it's I, highly I, offensive. I just don't know why you chose egregious. <laughs> because to do it on purpose. Is that your word of the day yeah. calendar? <laughs> you give me the finger on a podcast. It's not funny if nobody can see it. <laughs> I gave him the finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I don't understand that either. I, th- I think it must have just been like she assumed. The, the clerk just assumed that because she was Hispanic that she was going to pay with food stamps. That's not cool. Do you think she, like, she did she immediately tell the bikers that you can't rob me? Like, you came in here wearing leather and shit, and you look like you're criminals, so don't rob me? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? They just, they, they did a couple of those. And the first one I didn't find so bad, and that's when the gang is going to pick Vera up in the first place. And there's the mean, stereotypical Hispanic mother who's standing there screaming at her in Spanish. It's like, okay, I that have, literally never happened to me, ever. I've got that down, too. But in a totally different way. That, that never was the, happened to me. That was the fucking shortest mother-daughter argument I have ever seen. Like, they <laughs> they they yelled, like, three sentences at each other, and then she walked out. I think she just gave up in the middle and decided, fuck it, I'm leaving anyway. But... I have seen you in London argue. It, it's like, that's like a half-day thing. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not over just in ten seconds. It's crazy. That's shortest ever. But I'm not screaming at her in Spanish for wanting to go out with her It's because you don't speak Spanish. I speak a little. <laughs> <laughs> but, Do you, you want me to start cussing at you in Spanish right now? Well, that's those are the only words you know. 
It's okay. Those are the only ones I know. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. Like I don't, I don't know, just a shouting match and then let's go. So what else you got for me, Weddle? Oh, <laughs> you know, you think that might make me mad, but I worked with this dude that called me that for like 10 years before I figured out what it meant. I was like, you've been, you've been calling me white boy this whole time. He's like, yeah, well, okay. It I fits. I what Aiden calls everybody. Weddle. <laughs> let's not. Um, <laughs> I do know what that means. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Um, I, kind of back to the 3D thing. I don't understand why they used it for stupid shit like passing a joint. Why? I don't understand why they used it for juggling or yo-yo bouncing and <laughs> popcorn flying in the air. She didn't even pass it to the left-hand side. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Now I'm going to be singing that the rest of the day. Thank you. You are for welcome. That. That's why I did it. Gringo. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I don't like Rick. <laughs> oh, God. Like, God, I so fucking hate Rick. As soon as she walks in the door, he just like ambushes her and like kind of rapey kisses her. We've established like, that they haven't seen why, each other in two years. Why, why would Earth he think would that's just, okay? Yeah. Why would you just assume you're going to fuck after you haven't seen somebody for two years? And, okay. So they, they talk for like, what, a whole minute. And he's like, well, there's only so many cold showers I can take. Like, go fuck, jump in the lake, dude. Like, I don't, yeah. who are you? As soon as he said that, I was like, fuck that guy. He yeah. can die. <laughs> yeah, just, he could have been dead right there and I would have been okay with that. Um, we really haven't talked about the absence of Crazy Ralph. <sighs> so we got this guy laying in the road and to me, he looks like old Robert Patrick with a beard. And he just, <laughs> he just didn't do it for me. I get it. He's supposed to be the, the harbinger, right? The doomsayer or whatever. It haven't, just heard it, wasn't, had it, haven't had a good doomsayer from you in several episodes. Yeah, it just wasn't as good as Crazy Ralph. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, he's keeping his eye on you because he's carrying around a fucking eyeball. I just, but I do like, I have warned thee. Yeah. I yeah, but it would have been a lot better if Crazy Ralph had been doing it. I agree. And then you believe me. And then ride off on his fucking bicycle. <laughs> yes. That would have been I missed, great. I missed Crazy Ralph so much. But uh, but back to Rick, he, he's pretty much, like, he's just an asshole through, almost throughout the entirety of the movie. The dude's just a walking boner. That's all he is. Well, yeah, and like we had already kind of previously brought up the scene where they're uh, lifting the hay into the barn and he's like I could have been with Mary Jo Conrad okay if this is a girl you like why on earth would you say why that why don't you go back and love him <laughs> I see what you I understood that reference yeah I was Lon Chaney's lover if you didn't get that reference watch Jackass um <laughs> No. And then, okay, so one part I kind of understand, and that's after Vera and Shelly have taken Rick's car and it gets fucked up by the biker gang. They come back and they're they're very cavalier about what happened. They're just like, oh, a few minor repairs should be fine. Yeah, broken windshield and <laughs> broken driver's side window. Like, what the fuck? Like, I would be pissed off too. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, you didn't do it, but you were responsible for my car while you had it. Therefore, you can pay for it. Technically, Shelly is responsible for it. Yes. Because... Actually, I think Vera's the one who took it. Shelly was just the one who... Well, that's true. ...who drove it after. That's true. But he ends up... He's like, that's it! I've had it! And she's like, where are you going? Away from here! Like... Yeah, I think if I had... If I was... Rick, I would have been way more upset about that. I don't know. If Shelly, Shelly's comment, the, the minor repairs thing, at that point, 
we would have had a problem. <laughs> like, well, I don't know that I would have taken a swing at him, but it would have been real hard not to. Speaking of somebody who has lost a windshield, it definitely probably is considered more of a minor repair now, but I can't imagine it would have been at that time. No. When, when I got, when my windshield got broken out from a hailstorm, I was able to call somebody and they came within the same day and took care of it. So Yeah, they didn't do windshield replacements in your driveway back then. Yeah, so I would have definitely been more pissed. Yeah. And it probably cost a lot more back then, too. Now, since you brought up the Volkswagen and the busted windshield, there's only a couple things in this movie I do like. And it's related to that little beetle, okay? <laughs> when he hits those bikes, to me, I don't know why, it's just funny when he backs into those motorcycles. Wouldn't and then be to the people who own the motorcycles. It wouldn't be at all. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be funny to me if it was my motorcycle. But when uh, Ali comes out and does his Kung Fu Panda chain foes, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. And makes, like, magically, Shelly just stops the Volkswagen. Uh-huh. To me, that's hilarious. The best part is when he comes up and smiles through the windshield. You're fixing to get your ass kicked. Right before he punches out the windshield. When Ali comes up there and smiles at him, and Shelly's just like, oh, he's friendly, and smiles back. Like, you stupid kid. That sequence right there, that was one of the few that I thought is pretty funny. But Chris is supposed to be our main character, and she comes off as unlikable right at the beginning. We've already talked about it and like for a couple of entries. You're in your 20s or late teens. You're going to a camp or cabin to hang out. What are you doing with your significant other over the weekend? Um, sex. We're fucking. Lots of sex. That's that's what we're here to do. That That's the whole point of the trip. And they're not like groping each other in the street. They're having like a sweet kiss with each other. And Chris is like, sex, sex, sex. You guys are getting predictable. And I'm like, sounds like somebody that's got cobwebs in the coochie. Sounds I mean, like I'm- maybe she needs some sex. <laughs> Yeah. She'd go find a boyfriend, get some sex. Hey, I bet Rick's available. I don't know. Maybe it's because it, it just doesn't add up to me. I'm not trying to sound insensitive here. I'm really not. But maybe it's because of this presumed assault that happens. But they're not clear on whether that actually happened or not. So if it had actually happened, I could understand where she's coming from. But the fact that they left it so vague turns it into she's just a buzzkill. Yeah, because what was what was the whole idea there is that she ran off in the woods after an argument, fell asleep, woke up, Jason's there, he drug her off, and she blacked out and woke up back at home in her bed. That's it. So the other thing with that is we kind of establish at the end of the film that she hallucinates. Yeah. Perhaps... That was a hallucination too. I don't. I don't know. Like I said they're so vague about shit in this movie that it's hard to hard to say one way or the other. Well, and, and other than you know Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Jason doesn't typically leave people alive. Right, and before like if he'd caught her there, she wouldn't have woken up in bed. She would have just probably been dead. And before you listeners beg the question, how would she know what Jason looks like? That can't be a hallucination. How would she know what he looks like? Then I offer one back. How would she know what Mrs. Voorhees looks like, even though she had a nightmare about her without having ever seen her before either? I'll do you one better. How did she get her head back on? Because it's on in a refrigerator somewhere. I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? I don't know. <laughs> You're right. That is one better. <laughs> but no, she's just... She just doesn't seem very pleasant with everybody. Like, Debbie's supposed to be her best friend, and yet she's talking shit to her. And then she's overly pissy with Rick, overly pissy with Shelly, overly pissy with generally everybody there. So it's kind of like Trent in the remake. Why did you invite these people to your house if you don't really like them or want them around? 
Yeah, I didn't understand that either. It doesn't make any sense to me. Or if it was a place that you felt was traumatic to you. Why would you go back? Why would you go back? Exactly. Go somewhere else. Load up your friends and go somewhere else. That way you're more comfortable and you're not being a dick to everybody around you. Was it simply to just make Rick put hay back in the barn? And Yeah, it could be. (laughs) It could be, but she didn't even get to watch that. She was down on the ground. She couldn't see all him, him being sweaty up there. But that's the sweat of a working man, not a lover. Isn't that what he told her? Yes. But yeah, I don't. I just, I thought that was funny too. He's like, we should set aside three hours a day, one in the morning and two at night. And I'm going, you, you mean, mean three hours a week? Three. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe. But I was like divided into what? Seven minute increments? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> wow. He, he was really convinced that he was something. Everybody knows the stamina comes with age and these guys are young. So <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> Agreed. That's pretty much everything I've got for dislikes. Do you have any? I got one more. Let's talk about Rick's sweater. (laughs) You mean the sweater he stole from Mrs. Voorhees? Let's talk about Ms. Voorhees' sweater (laughs) that he's wearing. So the first sighting of the sweater, much like Bigfoot, is... No. You know, after the barn incident, um, he gets his flannel shirt back on and he's walking out to his his little beetle. And wait a minute, wasn't the windshield back in it then? You know, I never stopped to look. When they're sitting on the side of the road talking... Maybe he knocked- I'm pretty sure the windshield's not broken in that scene. Or maybe he finished knocking it all the way out. I didn't pay attention enough to... If it's cold, that would be one fucking unpleasant ride. Yeah, it would. But anyway, he's got this sweater draped around his shoulders. And at first I thought it was a cardigan. It's not. Never trust a guy that wears a sweater on his shoulders. Absolutely not. But didn't it look like it was about three sizes too small? It did. And then later he's got it on and he, you're like, yep, it was about three sizes too small. <laughs> that boy's nuts are overlapping the seams. <laughs> That sweater is too small. Why? Why would you put a sweater like that over a flannel shirt? I don't know. Maybe it was meant to be one of those callback things. Why would that dude have a sweater? He's a farmhand. Why would he have a sweater? Would he have like just flannel and a Carhartt or something? Maybe he's one of those weekend warrior guys that goes to like upstate New York to pretend they're a farmer. I don't don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But that sweater, I found it offensive. I don't don't like that sweater. You found this movie offensive. I really did. You know what else I found offensive? Three things, really. Too many outhouses. Why can't people wipe their ass? And Shelly. I'm putting it on a bumper sticker. Speaking of which, is that supposed to be a stoner van? Did you notice there were only four bumper stickers on it? I didn't notice bumper stickers at all. Yeah, there were four. One on the back of them was uh, for Springsteen. But I just feel like a stoner van would have had way more stickers on the outside. You've been in a lot of stoner vans? I've never been in a stoner van. No, but you've driven around where we live and you kind of pick them out. You get the two cars that got like stickers all over them. They're like putting them on the windshield. Just out of curiosity and because this is what we do. Is there anything you do like about this? movie? I already told you. Just the, the, the thing at the uh, at the convenience store. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. right. Yeah, Kung, just, Kung Fu I, chain. Kung Fu panda chain, yes. That's, <laughs> I just talked about that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so I guess it's my turn then. It is. You leave me hanging here. So I do like the disco theme. I think it's fun. It's on my phone. Aiden and I love to go down the road dancing to it. So clearly we're just funner people than you. I think so. <laughs> Silly put pooping in my lights category on accident. Why would you put on accident? You, you like pooping? <laughs> but as much as I rag on this film, it does home some of my favorite quotes. For some reason, you never mean to. I love, is this your rubber? And again, one of my favorite scenes belongs to Chili and Chuck and it's them in the kitchen and they were saying well Debbie's probably having a screaming orgasm and he says well why don't you ever scream and she says give me something to scream about and then she screams (laughs) 
And he's like, what did you do that for? And she's like, I was just practicing. He's like, don't do that. And then they need to go check the generator. And he's like, alone in the dark. Which, by the way, he went alone and in the dark to the outhouse. So I don't know why this is any different. But she says, be a man, man. And I love that. I love that whole scene just cracks me up every time. There's something very Austin Powers about that line. Be a man, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's it. That's all I've got for likes. Is I don't, I don't know. I just it, it is one that I that I do quote. I there are scenes that I do find a little funny, so I can't quite say that I hate this one completely anymore. I guess just just going off of that. Um, now what do you think about the ending of this one? Because the, again, this was supposed to be for all intents and purposes. Hey, good job. You worked it in. <laughs> I knew you would. I had faith. The last one they intended to be of the franchise. So they kind of made like a full circle ending back to the original. What did you think about that? I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I don't know. I, I get it that they wanted to end it here, but it's a, it's an 80s slasher. Even then they had to know that this was not going to be the last one. Right. They had to know that. Even the final chapter wasn't the final chapter. It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't. There's still like a whole prologue after that. But I just didn't, I didn't care for the ending at all. And the that like laughing and giggling and crying bullshit she was pulling when they were driving her off in the police car. That was a little much. If I want that, all I got to do is listen to Isabel play Roblox. That's facts. <laughs> yeah. like, she goes through the whole range of emotions <laughs> she when does. she's playing Roblox. She gets very invested. We've been sitting here recording and her playing Roblox in the room next to us. And then she just makes some of the weirdest fucking sounds that I've never heard any human make before. Like there's like, she's like making dog sounds one minute. And then she's screaming and yelling at the TV the next. Then she's laughing like a lunatic. She hoots. Yeah. She's like, she makes owl noises. Yeah. (laughs) Ghost noises. Yeah. (laughs) She yells at the TV. It's funny. It is pretty funny. She would have won if you hadn't been talking. <laughs> okay, so that I think that's a good that's a good question for our listeners. Are video games harder to play if somebody is talking to you? Super Mario Brothers being the worst. Every time I died on Super Mario, and we're talking the original Nintendo. Yes, I'm old. Uh, every time I died, if my brother was in the room and breathing, it was his fault somehow. <laughs> I wouldn't have died if you hadn't been alive over there. (laughs) If you hadn't been talking, I wouldn't have died. See, Aiden and I, when we're playing Mario, because we we still have an NES, um, not an original run, obviously, but Aiden and I, we die, we try again, we die, we try again, die, try again, and we're laughing about how we died in what fashion and it's fine to go back and redo it but travis always wants to win a game the first time i've never understood that about you you don't understand winning the first time where's the challenge uh winning the first time is the challenge (laughs) i don't know i'm not like a hardcore gamer like that's just not oh my gosh he always tells you guys this he always tells you guys this he just may not play on a console all the time, but he's still a gamer. Yeah, the you have phone, something to kill the time. The phone still counts. You got to have something to kill time. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> but what I mean is, is you've got guys like, uh, well, like our son who loves like the Souls games that are so unbelievably brutally hard. 
that it's like you died and that's all it shows on the TV. You died and then you respawn and then you died and then you respawn and then you died. I have watched and you that shit's not so fun much to me. time in Diablo. It's not even funny. Yeah, but you don't just instantly die. Like I would reference a, a YouTube video right now, but you'd get mad if I did it. Actually, a perfect example of it <laughs> is watching Markiplier play oh Getting Over It. Oh my god! Or actually, I love, the just I the one that that's video. cut up that's Mark not getting over it. I love that video. That's so much. me playing a Dark Souls game. <laughs> that guy has the basiest voice I've ever heard, and yet goes like five levels of over the octave. He's got like Mariah Carey range. <laughs> yes. oh, I fucking love that video so much. But yeah, that's the reason I can't. I don't. I can't do like those brutally hard games. Yeah, I just can't. But back to the topic at hand. I actually kind of like the ending. And it's not necessarily for the ripoff of part one. Chris in the canoe, afraid of ducks and logs and trees and... Spiders on strings. The, the world at large. But it's that when she looks over at the house, it sees Jason in the window fucking grinning at her. He's so happy to see her. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is like sloth in the goonies. Hey, you came back. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And like, I would even say it's actually a little bit on the adorable side <laughs> because it's the same thing. It's like lifting up his mask while he's hanging. I just, you've never seen Jason do that before. So it just kind of, it takes you by surprise, but in the best possible way. I mean, at, at least to me, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I love his, his grinning at her. Like he's just, he's taking such delight in fucking with her. He's so happy And about I can't him. think of anyone more deserving of it. <laughs> He's got that look like, I just had the best chicken tender <laughs> ever. But yeah, but um, I will give you that Mrs. Voorhees jumping out of the water with her head intact makes no fucking sense in the slightest. Okay, so the other thing that doesn't make any sense is that the worms that are like hanging out of her face, mm-hmm. those are fishing lures. You can tell there's a little curly tail on the end of that worm. Oh, okay. Yeah, they went to Walmart, bought some fucking rubber worms, and just stuck them to her face. I thought they were moving around. They're moving because she's moving. They're they're rubber. They're not like... They're rubber worms on a string? Uh, yeah, well, on a face, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. So, if you had to pick a favorite kill, what would it be? Even though I don't like how they did it, I feel like there was a lot more potential there. I'm still going to go with the uh, handstand tank chop. Mostly because it didn't... You couldn't see the wire. <laughs> anywhere in that one you can't see the wire from the spear flying into the thing you can't see the spear or the the wire pulling the eyeball out of the fake head yeah okay well since you called out the taint chop then i am gonna just give credit to vera's kill with the arrow through the eye if nothing else it's because of jason's reaction to it okay not for the kill itself but his reaction is bomb (laughs) okay i agree with you there so when he like does that weird turn that he does and sort of leans back a little bit and drops the spear gun, every time I see that, I hear, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. He just gives no fucks. It just strolls off as casually as possible. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. Just very nonchalant. Like I, I did it. <laughs> I love that reaction. That That is the, like, next to the Michael Myers head tilt, that may be the re- best reaction to a kill I've ever seen. Yeah, that is pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> the kill itself, not so much. You can see the it's wire a, yeah. the wire that the arrow you or can the see spear the is traveling along. You can see the makeup around her eye yeah. looking kind of janky. But, but yeah, just his complete reaction to it makes that kill yeah. memorable for me. Overall, I think Richard Brooker did a good job as Jason. I got no complaints. 
about how he how he did that. So. No, I I I believe when we were talking off mic about it, that was one thing we were saying was that we felt like he brought a little humor to it. And yes, you can go later and say that there's a lot more Jason humor in Jason Lives, like the the holding of the severed arm. Or the, you shot me in the, on my favorite shirt, you fuck. And and also Jason Lives, like, he does have some funnier moments. But this to me was the first time where it was like, we don't have to take this so fucking seriously. Well, in this one, he's still technically human. Right. He hasn't become undead yet. So I think it's, it's, it's good to have a little bit of human personality in there. Right. Because, you know, later entries, he just turns into, he's a, he's a zombie. More mm-hmm. or less. And he kind of moves like one. And don't get me wrong. I like the Kane Hodder Jason. That may be an unpopular opinion. I do like it. Actually, I think but, it's a pretty popular opinion. Is it? Yeah. One of the, there are people that had a problem with it, but either way, um, you do get a much slower, more, uh, well, that's it really. Zombie-like Jason, you know, uh, that they, you don't get any emotion. You don't really get a lot of reaction out of them, but. I think you and I must be thinking of two different Jasons. Because to me, well, I'm not talking about Jason his exclusively. Was, I'm just saying later Jasons. Period. Yeah, maybe I'll say because Kane Hodder is the only one I know of that does that fucking breathing, angry, like working his jaw. Like, well, I know, but throwing shit but off. But anger's all you get, right? Like pissed off is all you get. And in this one, you get a little fuck it. You get a little bit of look how happy I am. I mean, yeah. you get you get a, just a wider range. Yeah, that that was kind of out my of point. that. That's what I, I'm saying is that this is one of the last Jasons where you get that. Which I guess maybe the only one really. No, I said I, th- I think you- I think in part six there's there's still some of, definitely still some of that in there. Um, not part five, obviously. Part four, I, I depending on what day you catch me on, Ted White may be my favorite Jason, just because he's brutal as fuck. Hell, even over Kane Hodder, he may be the most brutal Jason there is. But we'll talk about that next week, obviously. But he just he. I know you said you didn't like the disco score. You didn't like the 3D element. To me, that does make it fun. Maybe, maybe to its detriment. Maybe it they weren't really ready for this level of silly yet, but I can have fun with it. I I don't have an issue with 3D itself. I have an issue with the fact, and because they made a big deal of it in Crystal, Crystal Lake Memories, right? That this was not a cheap piece of equipment. Right. So you spent all this money... I guess it might not be a lot now, but you spent all this money on a 3D camera so you could film fucking popcorn. Like, that's what you used it for. You're filming a horror movie. You could literally do any kind of crazy kill shit you wanted to do. You did popcorn. Good job. I just, like, the choices they made with it. It's like they just wanted to use it as often as they could, and it was more about quantity over quality, I think, is my issue. Yeah, you didn't even get 3D titties. I know 3D titties. <laughs> which, speaking of which, really not a ton of nudity in this movie. You get like, what, that shower scene? Yeah. That's about it. Well, that there was like the one kind of sex scene in the hammock. But again, they really didn't stay on that very long. Do you even see anything in that? You, like, yeah, you, you just get side boob. You just yeah. get a little bit of her boob. You don't yeah. get, yeah, there's not like full on nudity in this one. And that's, that's I guess, another thing is that. That's one of the things that this specifically this franchise is criticized for is being exploitative. First three films, I'm really not seeing a lot of that. I mean, the second one the had, second one had it did have full frontal, yeah, but didn't really dwell on it much. I guess I don't know. They, they didn't the way they shot it. It didn't come off as sleazy. It was from far back. Like a lot of them come off as like, yeah, the cameraman was just being dirty, or the director was just being dirty when they did that. Yeah, let, let's not get it twisted. These are not Larry Clark films here. So yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like they're filming porn, but I don't know. 
I just, the, the more of these, the more familiar I get with the series, the less I really see a lot of that argument that, well, they were just doing this. Like, uh, they don't spend as much time on it as you think they well, do. Well, when they, when they were talking about the remake, even, they were saying, well, it's Friday the 13th. You got to have TNA and you got to have sex and all that. And it's like, what movies were you guys watching? Like, yeah, well, in the like, remake. Yes, those things are there, but they're not. It almost feels like the stuff they did in the remake was a parody of this. Like, they had to take it to that next level. Right. Because it's it's really, to me, again, not as offensive as everybody makes it out to be. See, the the remake, that one felt more like they were just making porn or something. It was like, okay, rub baby oil on yourself. Well, now we're going to roast you over an open fire. Okay, cool. Now, Will Ford, ski naked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it seemed like that the nudity was there just because. It was direct, over the top, for sure. The director wanted it there. Mm-hmm. So, but in the rest of these, it's more incidental. And I don't think it's as bad as they've always been made out to be. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, hell, this girl who showed her boobs in this movie went on to be a reporter. Yeah, she did. Like, didn't she cover the OJ trial or something? I think so, yeah. I mean, so it wasn't that bad. (laughs) I will say that there is one shot that I I do enjoy, and maybe it's corny a little bit, but it's the scene where Chris is going after Jason with the knife. I mean, to no avail, really, because she's just stabbing at him, and he's just like, ooh, ah, which way are you going? Which way are you going? Ah! Yeah, he's all float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> but I do like that shot. I, I think that was that was well done. But other than that, not really anything to write home about as far as cinematography. No. Well, from what I understand, they couldn't just move this 3D camera around anywhere they wanted to like you could a conventional camera. Well, supposedly it was pretty light. Yeah, but I, I think that maybe it was just the way it worked was restrictive. So you couldn't get some of that stuff. I don't know. That's about it. Yeah. This movie's not very deep. They're they're really it's not. It's like ankle deep. Actually, I think this is the longest one we've talked about so far. It is. <laughs> I don't know how we managed to do that. I, we had a bunch. We to, had a yeah. A we had a lot of complaints. About. Oh, and we remembered our stats this time, where Aiden did not. <laughs> but speaking of Aiden, hopefully he's going to be back next week for part four. Self-proclaimed fan favorite Aiden, but uh, no, he's gonna. They're they're still on vacation with with my family, but my parents are going to have their anniversary, and so of course they want some time to just themselves. So our kids are gonna come back for a few few days hopefully we can get Aiden in on part four because he said that when he was ranking he said that part four was his favorite and I was like I thought part five was your favorite and he's like well I love it but part four is actually my favorite I'm like well fuck so hopefully we can get him here to do that because I I can't think of anybody that appreciates this franchise as much as I do than than him so hopefully yeah look forward to that next week yep right at 13th part four the not so final chapter right (laughs) and that one's Ted White right yes and he's supposed to be brutal as fuck I I think he is I think he's one of the scariest Jasons that there ever has been but that's just my opinion well we'll see if I share that opinion (laughs) I think you will I honestly I think I think you will we got to get out of here so we can go watch Cronenberg we sure do are we going to talk about it on Pillow Talk yes we are are we going to spoilers on Pillow Talk um I don't feel like we should but we have decided and I think we're still talking about a couple of weeks from now but I think we have decided that we're going to go with a taboo movie theme this month. I we're, thought we were doing Friday the 13th all month. I'm talking about Pillow Talk, honey. Oh, okay, just Pillow Talk? Yes, okay. because we can't rank the entire series until the end of July. Yeah. So, yes, we're going to be covering some what's considered controversial, talk about some underground films and Travis, I'm going to have to watch some fucked up shit. Travis's I? varied opinion on his hate, hate relationship with art house films. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So look forward to that here in a couple of weeks also. But until then, I'm Ashley. And I'm Travis. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Quick reminder to find us on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as SpookyMom83 and Travis on Twitter as TravisL80. And find our official page on Instagram and Twitter at Dead and Married. If you have any questions or suggestions for films or otherwise, feel free to email us at deadandmarried at yahoo.com. Later.